We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. ERAs are rising. What are we going to do about it? We got guys hurt, guys coming back, a whole lot of news, and a little Blue Jays talk here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. Uh, a lot going on in baseball, a lot going on me personally. I'm about to go on vacation. So we're we're happily doing another podcast, doing a little earlier than we usually do on Tuesdays. Uh, excited to talk about it. Fred, how you doing? I'm good. A big rainy day here in Ontario. A good thing the Jays are on the road, but uh, but it's all clearing up now. Hopefully they and hopefully they play in Kansas City tonight. I saw some big storm clouds. Yeah, well, hopefully they play in Dublin through all that stuff because it's going to rain there the whole time we're there, it looks like, in the <laughs> 60s. So so it goes. That's, uh, what you, that's what you're going for. That's the authentic experience. Exactly, exactly. None of this, like, fake poser, touristy vacation stuff. We want the real thing. Uh, <laughs> so bringing it on. A uh, lot going on here. Uh, let's discuss straight off the top some fantasy news, fantasy-relevant news. Uh, Wander Franco hasn't returned, uh, resumed baseball activities yet he's dealing with the quad injury uh suffered that on may 30th which is a week ago monday and he's not even doing baseball activities sounds like we're gonna miss him for quite a while yes could could he be dropped in any leagues no no i'll, I'll answer that for you no even though even though his paces are like 13 13 13 homers 13 steals 65 rbis still still can't i i agree i think you can't drop him unless yeah. he's gonna miss like but we already knew though like it's the average it's the runs that's where you're going to really make up a lot of ground uh although the average hasn't been amazing yet no uh but i think we all know the talent is there i it would have have to be like a two-month injury before i even think about dropping him and we're not there yet i think that that's how i feel too two months even if he's out till the all-star break i would keep him yeah me too me too. Uh, Carlos Correa, another shortstop, could return. He's doing some baseball activities. Obviously, he wasn't going to come back during the Canadian series. It's always interesting to see the uh, team roulette, uh, the have COVID or not have a vaccination roulette. It happens with everyone there. Um, so, uh, but Correa missed all last week, basically. In fact, he did miss all the last week. It's just we didn't know until after the Monday game had started that he'd miss all the week. 
That's right. Yes, I, I do enjoy the the roulette of the the being exposed for you. You can say it's your own personal business whether you get vaccinated or not, but when you're coming to play the Blue Jays, it becomes public knowledge. Yeah. Whether you were vaccinated or not. So and uh, what whatever those are the rules. Those are the rules we all live by. Those are the rules enforced by both governments, Canada and America, right now. So it's funny to see which players aren't. I I find it fun every time the Blue Jays start a new homestand to see which players aren't allowed to cross the border. Speaking of though, infielders haven't done much this year Carlos Correa would be very high on that list with his three homers and no steals in 35 games yeah uh I traded for him in a league about uh well a week two weeks ago so I got one week of play and then one week of no play so far but it's an OBP league so I get a little extra bump there again he's kind of like Wander Franco in that he's never been except he's never run he's mm-hmm. never been a stolen guy stolen base guy so you know you're not getting that from him uh you're getting you know, you're getting some, you're hoping for the power, the RBI and the runs. Um, you really, that's got to make up for everything else. Yeah. I I'll admit that I felt like he was overdrafted this year. Um, it's, it's a matter of trying to figure out, you know, how many homers do you need to hit if you're a zero steal middle infielder to be worth, you know, like obviously to be a late round pick, to be rosterable, you might only need to hit 17 or something like that. But how many do you need to hit to be like a mid round pick? So he hit 26 last year, this year before he was gone, his pace for this year was about 12, which obviously has got to be better than that. But yeah, right. if you're a true zero steel middle infielder, how much power do you have to provide? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 in this environment. Although that's, that number seems to be rising, right? I think so too. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I, like I said, I wasn't really in on, on Correa last year. He was good, but like a ton of runs in RBIs for, because of the Houston Astros lineup was great last year. So um, like as a guy who, like I said, like his career high is 26 homers. So, um, but yeah, anyways, everyone's going to hold on to Correa. I, I would be the guy who, inten- I, I think I just recommended in Yahoo. Oh, I'm going to recommend on Thursday in Yahoo in 10 team leagues to consider dropping them. Um, but not many of our listeners play in 10 team leagues, but I would, no. I would, I would start dropping. I would drop him now, but I was, again, sometimes when you write these articles, like I wouldn't, he's just not one of my guys. I wouldn't have drafted him in the first place. So obviously I'm going to be quicker to drop him than people who did like him. No, and that's the funny thing is I didn't draft him either. I traded for him and in right. this specific format, he's worth a little bit more too. Okay. Uh, certain guy, uh, his, uh, unlike a uh, fellow free agent shortstop signing hobby Baez, who is not an OBP guy. And is emphatically not one this year. He's probably a drop in 12s and he's a bench in 15s right now almost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, the thing with Javi Baez, and we ran into this with Rugnet Odor, is if you never walk or basically never walk like Baez, who has six walks this year, um, like you have to hit for average pretty much to have like any fantasy value because mm-hmm. like, if you never walk, then you don't get, if you don't hit, like you don't get, you're not on first base. Like you can't get the steals. He has no steals. He has no steal attempts this year. Um, he probably hasn't been on first base that often. I can actually, I can do some quick math right now. He has 21 singles all season. Ooh. So he's only been on first base 21 times. Has he been so hit far. by any pitches yet? Uh, I don't have that stat in front of me right now. Oh, come on, Fred. Page, but, get with um, the program. Oh, yeah, twice. He has been hit by pitches twice. Okay. So anyways, he, yeah, he's, he, he, he can't give himself, unless he's hitting for average, he can't give himself chances to run because he's hardly ever on first base. Anyways, he's been a total mess. I agree with you. I think you could consider dropping him in 12 team leagues. I wouldn't say you have to. I think it just depends on 
league rules bench side, like in a Yahoo league, or maybe if you have three bench spots, I think he's, I think you might have to drop him because you just can't use them right now. Yeah. In an NFBC, it would probably depend on how many injuries I had, whether I consider dropping him or not. Like, could I, can I afford to just leave him on my bench for a couple of weeks and see what happens? Um, in the tout worst style or labor, you just keep them because you, by the time yeah. you get rid of all your IL players, you'd have room for them. I just keep piling up those IL players, by the way, in labor. I don't, you know, it's it's fun. Um, I just added a couple more. You know, the Monday surprise one is always one of my favorites. This week, uh, the Monday surprise was, uh, who was it? Uh, no, it wasn't Rios. That happened during the week. But I, I lost another guy, uh, right? Okay. Oh, Bailey Ober. That was one. He had come back, and he was now back on. So, wax on, wax off. He's back yeah. on. Uh, breaking news, by the way, DD really breaking news. Uh, Joel Hennard tweet, uh, posted it here in the forum. Angels have relieved manager Joe Madden of his duties. Uh, wow. 12 game losing streaks might help that. Wow. I did not. I, so I did not, I know that like, obviously they've been awful lately. I did not see that. Did you see that coming at all? No, I'm not I an mean, Angels fan. Like I'm not plugged into the angels, but. I didn't either. I, I, you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not like I don't hate him. You get annoying every once in a while when Joe Madden tries to reinvent baseball. And uh, but at the same time, I, I mean, this has been a brutal stretch. I'm not really sure if this falls on the manager, except this is kind of like it's a position where you hire to get fired, though. And it's very rare that you avoid the axe. Right. You know, it's one of those things where. It's hard to, to withstand that, and they're expected to win. I mean, they they were they were cruising for a while, and now they've they've fallen way off the pace. Eight and a half games out, I think. Uh, Twelve straight losses, some brutal loss in their lot. Got shut out by Michael Waka yesterday. I know they lost Taylor Ward, but uh, let's face it: when Taylor Ward is the death knell to your offense, uh, losing him that is. I mean, before this season, you would you would look at me like I'm an idiot for saying that. So uh, it's not just that. I mean, Trout's slumping right now. Otani's not quite the level he's been last year. Uh, Rendon's been hurt for a long time. Yeah, that, that's a shock. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, point is, this this team is not contending. They're, it's such a weird, like, top-heavy roster when the top doesn't go well. And it's just, it seems like, I guess, it's pretty uh, attackable there. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, Joel says, you know, Trout's been bad, you know. It's, it, I think it's even, yeah, it, it is. He did finally get a hit last night, but you don't, you don't trade trout now. You know, you trade for trout. Now you go get him, you go at him because he's not that bad. He's obviously not that bad. It's just, he's going through a stretch. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. Trout will be fine. It, there, there's, there's two, there's two Mike Trouts. There's awesome Mike Trout and there's hurt Mike Trout. So mm-hmm. if he's not hurt, he'll be fine. This will all straighten out. Um, I'm sure he'll feel some responsibility assuming he, he likes Madden um for this because his slump contributed to the team slide but i think the angels are a team that feels a lot of pressure to make the postseason like how many years of they their people in baseball always talk about how many years of trout they've wasted now they're wasting years of trout and years of otani who's you know even more of a once in a once in a lifetime player than trout um yeah they do have some like Taylor, like you said taylor ward's played out of his mind this year i know he hasn't played a ton of games but when he has played um and they still can't still can't get it all together um i i I could see it and they were there like they like if like two weeks ago they were in easily in a playoff spot yeah and then they fell out of it so fast i can they are the perfect organization to panic and be like we've got to climb back into this and it's very attainable so 
fun fact right now, if the playoffs started today, the Red Sox would be in them as the last American League team. So four A. They rallied. They yep. really rallied good to do that. For, yeah, good for them. You know, they did they started poorly. They didn't give up. They're now back in it. And um, you know, that last spot right now would be like a, a dog fight between them, the Guardians, the White Sox, the Angels. I guess we'll lump the Rangers in there. Maybe the Mariners can the Mariners can probably climb back in now. Um yeah, the Angels are are not out of it by any stretch. They can make the playoffs still. And with right. some of the top end talent they have. I thought Joe I thought Joe Madden's comments about Joe Adele earlier in the week were or a few days ago, maybe on the weekend, were interesting. Like it was very negative with what I saw him say about Adele. Adele. He basically said Adele's only up because Taylor Ward's hurt and we expect Taylor Ward to miss, to miss the minimum. Like it just like I know Adele's had a tough start to his major league career. Yeah, why dog a guy like that? Yeah, but... I just was like, like why not just say, hey, we believe in Joe. He's really talented. He's going to get a few games here while Taylor's out, and we'll see what he can do with them. Like something like that. Like he very, I, I my takeaway from it was he was very much like, hey, this guy doesn't deserve to be back in the majors, but we needed a body, so here he is. So don't get all hyped up because this is one of our best prospects, which he still is. So I, I, I don't know if I was in their front office, that wouldn't have sat well with me. Cause this is a guy who's Joe Adele, who's still should be a big part of their future, whether that future starts this year or not. I will say this though. Um, we don't know what happens like in a clubhouse. We don't yep, know sure. like what the interpersonal relations are. Maybe he was tuning people out, you know, Yep. I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe Joe Madden's just a hater. You know, he, he says you can only spell Joe with an E on it at the end. You know, if he's just J-O, you know, <laughs> you're not a, a true Joe. Um, you know, he might he might be biased there. You know, it might be something more insidious. Who knows? But um, or it might be that, you know, Adele needed the attitude adjustment. Who know, You know, it's, Maybe, it's weird. Yeah, we don't we don't know. It, it just seemed kind of odd. Um, yeah. And there's some other things like Rizal Iglesias has had a rough few weeks. Yeah, um, well, when you pitch once every nine days, I mean, yeah, that's hard. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it, it's interesting. Phil Nevin's going to step in, so I want to. I wonder, is there something that's going to change? Like, are they going to go away from the six-man rotation? Are they going to rest Otani more? Because you know, under Madden, Otani blossomed. Yeah, I can't see them going away. I can't see them. I can't. I don't know what I think will change like assuming wards back soon their batting order a little bit writes itself because like as long as wards playing well he hits lead off they put the other studs up at the top um the rest of it kind of doesn't really matter like what they do at the bottom part um i think the six-man rotation for them probably makes sense with otani iglesias they have to stick with iglesias he's been such a good closer you know, throughout his career, like he's like, he's not every year, but pretty much every year he's been, he's been anywhere from like a fine, like a decent closer to a really good closer every year. So um, he's, he's still got a great strikeout to walk ratio this year. He's just had a, I think it looks like a little bit of bad luck. So I, I don't know. It might be the kind of thing, like you said, like we're not in an organization, like maybe they felt like this clubhouse had kind of was sick of Joe or had tuned him out. He is yeah. his own entity. He's a, he's a, he's a unique guy who was, really celebrated when things were going well for him, but he is a bit of a unique guy. Yeah, he is. He is. I wonder if he uh, gets another gig uh, or we're going to get the, like the behind the scenes reports or something of that nature, you know, like, Oh, this is what he's really like or something like that. Maybe they tuned him out. Who knows? Uh, I but he, he, I think if there's no, if anything weird comes out, you know, like something he had done that really turned them off. Like, if they just fired him because they've lost 12 games in a row and they feel a sense of urgency and they wanted a fresh voice in there, then I think he's 68. I think if he wants one more shot I, and baseball managers 
sometimes do when they're older. I think he, I think he gets another shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tony Russo did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that probably shouldn't be po- pointed as a positive example, given that the White Sox are kind of struggling in their own right. There, uh, White Sox are twenty-five and twenty-seven. You mentioned fun facts. I mean, there's only six teams with a winning record in the American League right now. Yeah, yeah. So that race. So I do see. I like the expanded postseason. I just. I like fan bases being engaged throughout the season. I mm-hmm. do see the other side of it. Like, like the Yankees are already in the playoffs, <laughs> right? So the, the, much, Astros yeah. are, the Astros are probably in the playoffs pretty much right now. Like it would take a horrendous slide. Um, and my Blue Jays were out of the playoffs or barely in them or whatever a couple weeks ago and have had a nice little run now. And now they're comfortable. Like, they, 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 they could for sure miss the playoffs, but like if they just play 500 baseball the rest of the way, they probably stay in the top six. So I do see how the six man grouping does uh take some urgency out of the regular season if you get off to a good start yeah it does it does and right now it'd be the twins the astros and four al east teams so yeah. uh yeah uh, it's a pretty pretty uh wild race there all right craig kimbrell going on a paternity leave uh gonna miss a little short short amount of time here um pitch two innings on sunday anyhow so he might not have been available but daniel hudson's got to be the guy that closes games in the short term for sure. So those who picked up Hudson on Sunday, uh, just in case Kimbrell had more struggles and they came in with the Dodgers closer, they should at least, the good news is they should at least get maybe, well, they might not, but they could get a save this week. Two saves would be probably expecting a little much, but they, they could get a save this week. That would be great. If you picked up Hudson, who didn't go for a ton, but if you picked him up for a few bucks on Sunday night, just, just in case Kimbrell has more struggles, maybe you can put him in your lineup and get a save this week and then maybe bench him next week when Kimbrell comes back and make sure Kimbrell's okay or use them because yeah. starting pitching options in 15s at least are hard to find. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Kimbrell has been not that great. I, I mean, I picked up Kim, uh, uh, Hudson even on spec just because, you know, you look at Kimbrell, I mean, he's not terrible, but he's also, you know, he's still seems like he's wild. He, you know, took a couple of days off to work on his command Although you look for ERA 122 whip. I mean, that's not going to kill you 25 to six K to walks. Not going to kill you six walks in 18 innings. Isn't great. I mean, he's only thrown 18 innings. That's part of it too. We're a third of the way into the season. And he's a low usage reliever. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been. Yeah. Super heavily used 11 saves on a Dodgers team. That's been great. This is what the Dodgers do though. Like they share, yeah. they share saves. He, like that team is going to end up generating 47 saves and he's going to have 31 or 32 or something like that. And Hudson's going to have eight and, you know, other mm-hmm. randoms are going to, other random guys are going to have some. So like, that seems to be kind of what they do, but I, I think he's someone who, yeah, like I kind of recommended buying low on him in trading leagues because it doesn't really add up. Like his strikeout to walk rate is pretty closer. Like um, he hasn't been giving up home runs. Um, his fifth, yeah. like, like below two and a half. So he seems like he's fine. He's just, maybe ran into a bit of bad luck or, or his kind of work bad such kind of for appearances were kind of put together. And then now the team gave him that little break to kind of maybe work on his mechanics. So I think that all makes sense, but yeah, I think the Dodgers aren't going to, they did the same with Kenley Jansen last year. Like Kimbrell has 11 saves right now. Hudson has four and nobody else has any. Um, I would guess that by the end of the year, a few other Dodgers relievers have one or two. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, also on paternity leave, Zach Wheeler uh, for the Phillies. Uh, you know, he's not he isn't scheduled to make his next start until Friday anyhow. So probably it looks like that. he could be back for that Friday start or at worst push, pushes back a day. 
if you're in a you know weekly league, you, you know Phillies didn't play yesterday, so you can still change him. Just leave him in. I agree. Yeah, home to Arizona at the end of the week. I'll if you get burned and you don't get that at all, that would be really unusual. So I think you'll get it Friday or Saturday. Yep. Phillies have been rolling since firing Girardi, uh, another retread manager. Uh, again, it's just one weekend. It was against the Angels. So we'll see what ha- happens when they're not facing a team that's on a massive losing streak. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this is the I think this is the bump the Angels are looking for. They're looking to put in a fresh face, just get this losing streak over with, maybe have a winning record in their next 10 games and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, so we'll see. Uh, a couple other guys returning, Tyler O'Neill and Austin Meadows uh, both returning. Tyler O'Neill been a pretty big disappointment this year. For sure. Now he does have the kind of skill set where he could – like turn things around fast, right? We mm-hmm. saw that last year with the 34 homers, 15 seals. Like, I don't think anything like that's going to happen, but those power speed guys, like if they get hot, you know, if he could have a month where he hits six homers and gets four steals or something, he, he could turn things around fast and start piling up counting stats. So he's someone, I wouldn't say I have to buy low on him, but I, I'd be interested. Yeah. I hear yeah. you on that. Yeah. Austin Meadows not has not homered yet this year. You know, he's been dealing with vertigo. He's been out for a pretty long time. Just finished a four-game rehab assignment. Did hit a homer on that rehab assignment. But it's funny because he was actually hitting for average for a while. It's down to 267 now. uh, And just hasn't hit for any power. He does have two triples, which is weird. But uh, no power, no, you know, no homers, no stolen bases. Yeah, and he's someone who tailed off last season, right? Like his... Mm -hmm. He started started pretty well. April was fine. May was really good, and then things they 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 weren't as good after that. Like his first half OPS was about a hundred points higher than his second half OPS. So, yep. um, and then the, just all these things adding up. Like, so his second half OPS was a little over seven hundred. His twenty twenty OPS was six sixty seven. He, he's in, like one of the weirdest guys. Like the most inconsistent. Like if you can figure out what to do with him from a fantasy perspective, like we had kind of written him off a bit going into twenty nineteen. Then he was right. awesome. Then everyone wanted him in 2020. And he was awful. And then last year he kind of he, he was he was good overall because he got 106 RBIs, which is really unusual for a guy who hits 234 with 27 homers. It's a lot of RBIs. Yeah. Um, but really overall he was like good at the beginning, not so great in the second half. This year he's been bad, not horrible, but not good. Like his plate control is good so far this year, but like you said, no power. Maybe now that balls are flying a little better, he'll be good now. I, he's someone who I would add in a 12 and just see how he fares coming off the IL. Yeah, I, I think that's about Take right. a look, yeah. I, that, he's not great. He's a lefty bat who's not great usually against lefties. That does hurt his overall value. Yeah, that's true. It is, it is true. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, a couple. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this Houston-Seattle series going on. But for that, real quick, quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, we always do our podcast on the Blue Wire Network. Want to throw them uh, an ad spot there. Thanks for your indulgence. There was a bit of a benches clearing incident. I wouldn't say brawl, but benches clearing incident between the Astros and the Mariners last night. Uh, they threw behind two batters. Uh, dates back to last year. Said there's some bad blood brewing. Uh, you know, it always seems like there's you know these divisional matchups. You get that sort of intensity going on. But anyhow, after all that, then like the next batter, maybe even the next pitch, Julio Rodriguez went deep, cemented that game, hit a two run homer, and it went from five four to seven four. Julio Rodriguez is just on fire right now. And, you know, he he's a guy, he's got like 17 stolen bases. We were talking about in the XM show today. He's like a $30 player right now. Yeah, I asked you the question, like, is there a chance that he could be a first-round fantasy pick yeah. next year? Like, if he finishes this year with 20 homers and 45 steals and at age 21. He's not like, just a first-round pick. He's a top-five pick. You think so? You think it could be that high? Maybe if he goes 2045. That's that's a top five player right there. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. And he's young. So people will dream on him growing right and being even better. He's had a bit of he's had some luck so far, like his ground ball rates quite high. So, mm-hmm. you know, so they're like so that makes you worry a bit about the power. His BABIP's been high. The BABIP's not totally surprising because he's so fast and he's hitting a lot of ground balls and he can beat them out. But it's still 376 is a little high. Um, he's probably hitting, I'm going to guess he's hitting over his skills right now and that he won't be a first round, like, like it won't be this rosy all the way and he won't be a first round pick this year, but I, at the next year, I should say, but I, I can't, at this point, I can't dismiss the possibility that it happens because especially in the bigger contests, like NFBC contests, like people are going to, to dream on him next year, no matter, you know, as long as he finishes this year strong. It, yeah, I mean, it's not even 35 yeah. steals or yeah, 16 yeah. homers. Someone's going to dream on in every league that he could take the next step. Sure. I mean, they think they'll have the next Acuna on their hands. And who are they? You know, who am I to say they're wrong? I mean, he's yep. even in 277. And remember, he was in the ones for he was on the interstate for a long time there, uh, striking out a bunch. And now he's cut that down. It's always been like, you know, there was that whole running thing about how 
he was getting called out on these pitches that weren't strikes. And it seems like he's gone through that rookie hazing and now he's just raking. Yeah. Yeah. He hit 309 last month. He's hitting 348 so far this month. Five steals last month, which was actually down. He got somehow managed to get nine in April despite hitting 205, but which is awesome. He just came out running. He's like, hey, you yep. know what I can do? I can run. I, I don't know what else I can do in the first month. I, things aren't going well at the plate, but when I get to first base, I can run. So, yeah, yeah if, he, if he finishes the season leading the majors in steals and has some power and is so young and the batting average is respectable. Yeah, at first I was like, it would be foolish to take him in the first round next year. The more I think about it, like, let's see, there's a long, a long way left, like almost four months to be written about this season. But yeah, I think it's, he's so young. Like, it's like when when Vlad started showing signs of breakouts, like as soon as it started, you were like, okay, here it is. Let's go. Yep. Like, like we like we knew this was coming eventually. Here, here it comes. Let's get on board quickly before. And that's why you saw things. his helium in, in like yep. the end of, end of draft season and Bobby Witts as well. And guess what? Bobby Witt is raking. Um, yep. he, he's starting to come around. Not every prospect is going that route. Torkelson isn't there yet, but, uh, you know what? There's, there's the reason why pe- we dream on prospects is just for that reason. I mean, we all remember the year that Trout and Harper got called up and were awesome in their rookie year, especially Trout. Trout one league was a league winner. If you got him, cause you got him at a pretty cheap price. So we're going to, people are going to keep and because of that. It's boosted even higher, but, uh, yeah, it, it, this, there's a reason why people boost them up. Uh, do we start boosting up Hunter Green? Looked very good yesterday against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't know what to do with him. So if you can help me with him, that would be great. Like I okay. just I never start him at the right times. There seems to be not much rhyme or reason to these. Oh, like, I think there's ex- plenty of rhyme or reason. Here, here's your question. Okay. Is he facing the Pirates or the Diamondbacks? Answer? <laughs> yes. Start him. Is he facing the Red Sox? Yes. Don't start him. I mean, you know, I just don't don't start him against the really good teams. Okay. I, I think he's the streamer right now. And then as he gets as he learns the craft, you start you trusting him a little bit more. But I think he's just a use him in the good matchups. You know, Arizona's a good matchup, right? Yeah, that's true. It is a good matchup. He did struggle against the Cubs a couple of weeks ago. That was one where I would have still got a win. By he the did. way, on that, that day. is one where I would have used him. Uh, you you would have got a win in that. He had a good start against the Blue Jays, so that that's. A credit to him he had a pretty good start once it was pretty good on as far as he didn't allow a lot of runs against the brewers right. anyways he just yeah he had a couple bad starts in a row and the one at boston was was actually it was bad in a way he had eight right. strikeouts and no walks he just gave up he just didn't last long he was a do- he was dominant for three innings and then yeah, fell apart in the, fell in the apart, fourth inning so yep. anyways i have him the leagues where i have him are um draft champions and I have a lot of pitching options, 12 team draft champions. So I've missed I, probably all of or close to all of his good starts. I might, yeah. I might have even, I might have soaked up a bad one too along the way. Maybe probably the Cubs one, maybe when yeah. he had strung together some good ones in a row. So in a 12 team draft champions, if your pitching staff is doing well and it's pretty healthy, he's still pretty borderline. Mm-hmm. But the strikeouts are like 72 strikeouts, like the ability to rack up strikeouts with him right now. In a 15, I think you, like you were saying, a matchup, a streamer. In a 15-team league, just for the strikeouts, you might just have to leave them in and soak up the odd bad game. Yeah, as long as it's not really bad. Like the yeah. the start against the Brewers in Milwaukee, that was hideous. Um, it was. Actually, he's still in that start struck out. I, he gave up five homers. We still struck out seven. That's what's amazing <laughs> about it. He has struck out six or more in every start but one this season. And that one yep. start was his third one of his of his year. So, so you pretty much know when you start him you're going to get like six to eight strikeouts from them. And then you just cross your fingers on the ratios. 
And I mean, yeah. the Reds are really good now, right? So he can get some wins. Yeah. I mean, not really you, good, but a little better. You pair him with Adam Wainwright or something like that. So yep. you yep. get better ratios from Wainwright and then you get the strikeouts from Green. Yep. Uh, you know, you asked about a uh, pitching matchup in Anaheim last night. Noah Syndergaard versus Michael Waka, two pretty low strikeout guys. Yep. Waka has got, you know, through a complete game shutout, but he's got a 33 to 15 K to walk and what, about 49 innings, if I recall correctly. Uh, Thor yep. isn't getting strikeouts, which is, he might just, his stuff isn't the same as it was pre injury. Plus, he always is a little light on the case for as hard as he, he threw. Yes. Yes. That was always the thing with Thor. I've, I've never, I've always been kind of like an anti Thor guy in fantasy because I felt like the, the K's the first two seasons were awesome. And then he had the seven start season. And then since then the K's were like a strikeout per inning in 2018 and 19, which is like fine. But in that environment, it was just okay. It's pretty normal for yeah. a mixed league starting pitcher. But we think of him as like, like this guy could carry you. And he's also right. not usually like a super low whip guy. So no. his career is one, one, six, and that's heavily influenced by his first two seasons in the majors. So yeah. Lately, he's since then he's been more like a 1.2 type whip guy. It's just fine. It's it's just not helping you. So the strikeout rate doesn't help you. The whip doesn't help you. The ERA has been kind of all over the place in recent years. Yeah, I'm not much of a Syndergaard guy. He does have four wins this year, a 3.69 ERA now. Um, I don't know. I think he's. I think with the low strikeout rate, he's more. He's a streamer in 12s. In a 15, I think I'd hold him. Yeah, you know, Luis Castillo gets strikeouts, but. They also, he also is not a great whip guy. I've always no. noticed that compared to other aces, it's like, yeah, yeah it doesn't help you that much there. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, it's just something that I, I noticed as well. Uh, Robbie Ray got a win, but I mean, his ratios are back to being regular Robbie Ray, not 2021 Robbie Ray. Yeah. Do you think by the end of the year, this will go down as another, like, don't believe in the, you know, age 30 type career turnaround or career breakout? Uh, well, they change. There's so many different variables. Like here. if I he mean, finishes this year with over 200 strikeouts, but the ERAs in the fours and the whips in the 1.3, it starts to just look an awful lot like the Robbie Ray we knew when he was in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, the velocity is down a little bit, isn't it? If I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, and you should always expect a, a come down off of a career year. Um, I mean that that's like that's the baseline is you mm-hmm. got to regress off of that. As always, Scott Scott is saying regress to what, and I agree. Uh, but he's throwing a mile and a half slower than he did last year, so mm-hmm. it follows that he's not striking out as many. He's only, his strikeout percentage is twenty six, which is better than an average human pitcher, but wor- well worse of even his pre pre-breakout norms he used to strike out in the 30 percent range all the time uh he's getting a lot of swing and miss though 15.9 percent swing swing strike rate so that's right on line with last year babip's a little high uh but if you're putting more balls in play too that's that's a bad combo uh you know i i I think i would go under the hood even more maybe go a little granular with which which pitches are letting him down Mm -hmm. uh but it looks like the fastball at least a little bit there He's getting more ground outs uh, than he was last year. So no, he's not. He's uh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the walk. The walk rate actually went up. Uh, that's that's went up. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His walk rate's gone up. It hasn't gone up to like Arizona to most of his Arizona no. seasons. No, but, it hasn't yet. But it's up. And when the strikeout rates down, so his strikeout to walk rate is resembles more 
some of not his worst Arizona seasons, but some of a lot of his Arizona seasons. So, um, yeah, it seems like he's back to, I don't think he's never Robbie Ray, like we talked about previously, but, <laughs> right. um, it's, he's, he's not ace. He's not ace Robbie Ray. And he's probably not even number two Robbie Ray until he starts finds a way to push that whip down, not to one Oh four, like last year, but, but to under one twenty. Yeah. Um, I didn't say never Robbie Ray this year because right. never is a really strong thing, but I still said don't Robbie Ray, or at least I didn't Robbie Ray. Maybe I didn't even say not to, but my projection was always a little below where, he'd, where he went. Yes, that's how I had him ranked too. I had him valued where he would need to slip around more mm-hmm. more, um, you know, for, had to slip around or more for me to want to take him, and that never happened. But I, I wasn't against him. Like, I, I wasn't like the, these people picking Robbie Ray in round four ridiculous. I just, I felt like maybe there were a little too much stock put into what he did in Toronto. I would have felt yeah. better with him if he, this is maybe just a narrative and it's false, but I would have felt a little better about him if he had gone back to Toronto. Even though it's a tougher place to pitch, it's just, I just where like, he found a success yes, with the pitching and, coach that he found a success, coach, of course. Exactly. So yeah. once he left Toronto, like I just, I worry about, I worry about that anytime a player pitches or, or, or bats, anytime a player plays way over his head, if he switches environments, I'm going to worry a little bit. It's like, I got this. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. maybe you do. Yeah. Maybe you do. Yeah. Um, not that that's what he was even saying. Um, no. But, you know, I mean, the dollars were there. I mean, you got to, I don't begrudge a player for going for that, but like our friends, Rick, Col- uh, Rick Wolf and Glenn Colton always try to avoid guys in their big contract, their first year of their big mm-hmm. contract. Like Javi uh, Baez, who we already talked about today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Max Scherzer got hurt. That was unlucky. I don't think that yeah. was a contract thing. No. Kevin Gossman seemed to have worked out okay, but you know, it, it's, it's not a universal, you know, it's going to hit, but do you feel confident in, uh, beating that trend when it seems like it's a, it is a, a better than 50% trend. Uh, do you, you, you feel confident picking out the outlier? That's right. And so much in fantasy, like we get, we talk about specific players, obviously that's the way this goes, but so much in fantasy is about like percentage odds and trends. And, you know, if, if, a, if someone who signs a big free agent contract is 20% or 10% less likely to meet expectations than someone who right. didn't, at the same point in the draft, then that matters over time. You may beat it sometimes. You may get Kevin Gosman, right? But if the odds are lower, then uh, then you then you just you almost need to mostly just avoid the group because it's hard before the season to pick out which guy. Go- I mean, Gosman's been amazing. Seventy three strikeouts and seven walks. Yeah. Um, he's been amazing. But if Kevin Gosman wasn't having an amazing season and things have gone south for him a bit in Toronto, we would say new team, new pitching coach, harder park, tough division, four teams with a winning record in that division. Like, of course, of course he's having a tougher season. We would say, oh, it all makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Freddie Freeman has four homers, by the way, in his big contract here. Other guy, although he's hitting 295. uh, He's got 30 RBI and 35 runs. I mean, that's going to be roughly around 100 for each of those. So, Mm -hmm. And he's got five stolen bases, so he's not killing you. Just not nope. getting you what you were kind of hoping for. He's yeah. also not been like, he's never been Pete Alonso. He's never been a 50 homer guy. His good years are 30, you know? And so it's four is below his pace, but it's also not something he can't recover from either. He could easily recover from that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Happy fun ball year. He hit 38, but other than that, and he's played a lot of games, he's been very healthy and durable in his career, mm-hmm. but last year it took him 159 games to get 31. So, I mean, yeah, going into the season, a projection for him probably should have been 
more like 30, 28, something like that yep. for homers. Yep. He's off that pace, obviously, by a lot with four. But like you said, like he could have a six homer June and all of a sudden he's at 10 and then he has a six homer July. And, it, and all of a sudden it starts to be like, OK, he could maybe he won't hit 30 this year, but he could hit 25 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He could hit yeah. five a month yeah. basically, yeah. You know, and do that to finish up there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of so finishing up with us, a uh, couple of other items I wanted to talk about. Notably, uh, we haven't talked about your Jays yet. Ross Stripling, nice little stream last night. I uh, picked him up in both my main events. We did, Tim Schuler and I did. Uh, got, only got two strikeouts in five innings, but does it get any better than Royals and then the Tigers as a two starter? Totally. When like they had, and the Jays had a long rain delay, they started about, yeah. two, about two hours late. Um, yeah. So they were getting near the point where maybe they don't get this one in. And I, I added stripling in at one or two leagues also on Sunday night. And I was, I was sitting at home hoping that I was like, for two reasons, I wanted to watch my Jays for a little while before I went to bed. And then I was also just like, we got to get this one in. Got right. <laughs> to get Ross. We got to get Ross two starts this week and get him into that tiger series. We got to, right. so let's get you don't want to get Connor Pilkington where you thought you were getting two starts and you might not get any now, or I'm not sure yeah. he's not pitching the doubleheader today. I think it's Beaver tomorrow. So I'm not sure when Pilkington's going to start. Happen? Yeah, um, with stripping last night, like they kept him on a really short pitch count. Like he only threw fifty-six yep. pitches. It is like fifty-six for him is his highest in a few outings in about a month. So I get it. There's thirty-eight last time out. I think I think Ryu will be out a long time. I think stripling will get built up to the point where he can throw eighty pitches. He's already had a seventy-eight and an eighty-four earlier this year when he was filling in the rotation. So I wouldn't be too worried for people who see like, oh, it's just barely five innings and that was with one base runner and he only got two strikeouts. I think I think it, if if he had that much success in a start in three weeks, I think you would see at least six innings, if not seven or something, if he could pitch that well. So I don't think you're going to get a strikeout rate, but at this point, if you can get solid ratios on a team that scores a lot or is scoring a lot, at least lately. Yeah. I think he was a smart ad. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked out pretty well. Um, and the Royals are just ugh, rock bottom right yeah. now. And, just, and I, I'm not, when I say Stripling is a smart ad, I don't, I'm not saying he's, I don't really guarantee he's, this isn't a guy I'm like in love with. And I'm like, Oh, I guarantee this guy's going to pay off or anything. I just think overall compared to what, and I know you and Scott talked about this, like this wasn't a pitching rich week on the waiver wire. No, like there was Cabrera who's obviously high end in his own entity. And he, he had to pay up a little bit to get him. But beyond that, I, I like stripling as much as anyone else. I think this just there wasn't a week with a lot of high end options. So he's got a great two start matchup this right. week, and then you just see what it looks like. After and he's that. got the Yankees next week. So you say thank you for your service. We're moving on. Good luck in the future. We might we might reacquaint ourselves um, because you're not using him against the Yankees. Um, the look on my face, you'll see people who are listening who can't see my face. I'm not a hundred. In a 15, I, I'm not moving on. In a 15, if the second start goes well, I'm definitely keeping him. Yeah, but you're not starting him. I, I would if I was absolutely desperate. No, so you're for not going to start him against So, the for Yankees. example, for example, I have a 15-team team, team right now that is injury-riddled, an FBC team, like where it's either start him or cut him. Right. I would start him. If, if the Tiger start goes well then I will take my chances on the Yankees start rather than cutting him because I think you could get like a long time out of him. I don't think Ryu is going to be back soon. I think you could get a long time. Oh, I time cut Ryu. I already cut Ryu. I agree with you yeah. on that part. So I think I just, I, I, I'd look now, I'd also say I'd look past the Yankees start and make sure I would use him like the next week. 
right. that I'd want him the next week. But I would at least consider taking the Yankee start. Okay. If, if, if it was that situation, like I'm more of a, like, if I, like, I don't have bench room in a 15, in a 12, I, I maybe cut him, but in a 15, I think I would keep him. Just, I just don't, I would be afraid if I cut him that a- after the Yankees start, I'd wish I had him for the next six weeks after that. See, I'm afraid of, you know, it's just, you're not getting the strikeout payoff. Mm-hmm. So yep. you could get yep. thwacked and not even get any case for your, for your uh, time there. So that's, that's why I'd probably move on. But you're you're right, though. I mean, it is tough. And that speaks to the overall run environment, which is way up in baseball for the, in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're now up to 4.3 runs per game. It was at 4.00 at one point in time. 1.02 homers per team per game. It was at 0.90. Uh, batting average is up to 240. It was 2.30. Uh, you don't stream anybody right now. So to your mm-hmm. point, yeah, he might be worth a hold just to get through that week and maybe even use because your alternatives might be worse. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I've been kind of recommending to people that be very, very careful with your pitching, yep. you know, coming up. And and that would be the other thing with Stripling is I, I don't like the Yankees start, but at least only one start, yep. you know, instead of where you use someone maybe and you get bit twice in one week. So, yeah, it, I don't like to be clear. I don't want to use them against the Yankees. It, yeah. The next start would have to be amazing for me to want to do that. But fair enough. Yeah. Ready to I take just, a couple of questions before we sign off? Let's do it. All right. Jeff asks Luis Garcia, the second baseman for the Nats, or Killian, uh, Caleb Killian for the Cubs. Who do you like just better in a dynasty league long term? Luis Garcia. I'll go. I, I usually go hitter, obviously, in a dynasty league. And yeah. I think Luis Garcia is an interesting, like, young player. Like, he's still, uh, probably younger than most people realize because he's already been up in the majors a bit, but, yep. uh, but yeah, he's someone, exactly. Like he, and like a couple of years ago, even, right. Yeah, that's right. So he's in his third, this is a third season where he'll play in the majors and he's still only 22. So, and just barely 22. So I think, I still think that he was doing really well in triple uh, a when he got called up. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't really care much about the 19 at bats so far. He is hitting 368, but five strikeouts, no walks. I, again, I don't really care about those at bats so far. He was hitting well in AAA. He's 22. He's got some major league experience under his belt. He didn't. He's never embarrassed himself in the majors. He hasn't been awesome, but he hasn't embarrassed himself. I still think he's an interesting prospect in dynasty leagues. One of four Luis Garcias that you can find in uh, <laughs> Yahoo's environment. I may or may not have just looked to go try to pick him up in uh, friends and family, but Razball Gray had already taken him, so. Oh, I, I would have uh, thought of that in a couple hours. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that that's yeah. exactly tomorrow. A couple yeah. hours plus a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after he had like two or three hits or something like that. Uh, finally, uh, oh, not we got two more, two more questions actually. We got uh, Jordan asked just traded Marcus Semi and Kyle Schwarber for Raphael Devers, ten team. Good, bad, meh. I would say great. I want to. I would. I would skip past good to say great. I mean, I know Schwarber's valuable, but yeah. Knock that out. You go get Devers. That's an elite player, right? Oh, that's outstanding. I mean, okay. So if Jordan had asked us that question in March, we would have said fair because mm-hmm. Simeon in March was about a third or fourth round pick, depending on the league. Schwarber round 10, Devers round two. So fair. Now, though, the way those players have played so far this season, yeah, it's a, that's an amazing trade. And in, that- in a 10 team league, you want to consolidate. Right. Yes, you exactly. Keep consolidating into stars and use your waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah. Ten team, and that's a 10 team points league. Yeah. Finally, personal question for Fred. Do you play in men's league hockey from Anthony Assis? If so, what position and level? 
Uh, you don't have to ask this on the pod. I will DM. No, I will ask on the pod. Ask on the pod. I have absolutely no free time other than taking my kids to hockey to play any fun sports anymore. I try to go running five times a week. Other than that, I don't play any sports. I played tons of hockey growing up. Um, I used to play tons of basketball as an adult, mm-hmm. uh, like like in men's basketball leagues. I love playing basketball. Um, but basically between working and fantasy work and and driving my kids around, chauffeuring them to things, I uh, I have absolutely no free nights anymore. Well, will you will it. you resume hostilities when you start to get free nights again? Uh, yeah, probably. Although I think I, although I might, I, I, okay. I like hockey more than basketball as a sport, like to Mm -hmm. watch and follow. Um, I love playing basketball. I don't, as I've gotten older, I just like, I've gone through like when I was a teenager, I loved playing football so much. And, uh, I don't know, as I've gotten older, I love playing basketball. I just find an easy sport to just pick up and play in a great workout. There you go. I like it. Well, um, You'll be working out your podcast pipes. I'm not sure who your co-host is going to be next week, but I it won't be me. Uh, I will not be live from Ireland. So, uh, but uh, fun fun podcast. Uh, looking forward to chatting back with you in two weeks. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for all the comments, especially at a different time. Yeah, I like that people are jumping in even at a different time for us. So I appreciate that. Good luck in your leagues. We got the prospect podcast with James Anderson tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>